A lot can happen between falling in love with a house online and owning it. Between imagining living there and breathing in your new home for the first time. Having an advocate who can help you navigate the complex world of financing, inspections, negotiating, analyzing the market, and talking through any anxieties that may pop up, that can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a Realtor can do for you. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors and bound by a code of ethics. Because that's who we are. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader. Ask me. Ask Eliza anything. It's time to ask. Ask me all your questions. Leave them in the Instagram comment section. Leave them on your Twitter or leave them on your Facebook. We'll see them. Check it out. Look what I got. Listen to what I got. You guys can't see it. Listen. Nah, I don't like it. Somebody gave me one of those buttons. Was it Staples that had like a, like, fix it button? It was like mutually assured destruction button. Remember, it was like a do it button. Uh-huh. You know about? Yeah. No, you don't. Staples just, had their own. You're just checking the Staples Domino's app. Their, <laughs> the Domino's app. Staples had like, yeah, their own like. Remember the button? It had a phrase, yeah. What was it? Like, staple it. Let me look. Or get it done. Like, it wasn't just do it. It was Staples. You're here anyway. Yeah. Staples, buy industrial size coffee filters. Easy button. An easy, but what happened when you press? Oh, the, nothing like was say, said. Like, easy. You press the button and it was like, this could be Office Max. Oh, there's a lot of videos that's like no, repurposing the Staples easy button. Well, that's the thing. Like, remember a couple of years ago, Staples produced a shit ton of plastic. And you would just buy this button and it just sat on your desk and it did nothing. And now they're in a landfill somewhere. Not like this one, though. Nah, I don't like it. That's my button. Oh, you have your own bell. I got this. Hit it. Oh, that's piercing. You you press that and I imagine you in a cat collar coming to the front desk like, (laughs) meow, meow. (laughs) People always, people never just do one press, though. They're always like, like, it's Oh, really? I do one. I I do one resounding, come here. You do one because you're a good person, but I feel like in movies and TV when it's like a hotel reception desk, someone's always like, pop up, because like, I got to get a room. I'm and then a coming. surly, like pseudo gay British, like hall man comes up and he just, he holds it so it stops. He goes like this. They ding it. And then he puts his hand on. He goes, may I help you? Yeah. And you're like, oh, I see you're better Why than me. Why are you touching oh, that? I jammed it. That's oh, okay. no, it's okay. I got it at a, you remember that store, Ooze or Oz? Nah, I don't like it. I do. I do. <laughs> So when they were closing, I got it for like a dollar. I thought it would be that fun. That button, that bell? Yeah. I thought I got that for you. No, I got it because I thought it would be fun. I thought when I hired you, I was like, and this is the bell I used to summon you. <laughs> it's not fun though, is it? To be summoned? I mean, To have no. that bell. No, what do I do with it? I put it on my desk like, oh, it's like a reception desk. But what? What if I'm there, somebody comes up, they hit the button, I'm looking them in the eye. I Sometimes when you leave, I sit at your desk and I just ding it. I'm like, Emily? <laughs> Emily? That's Juice? very sad. It's very sad. This is a sad time we're living in. Uh, I don't want this reality. And I did a show recently um, in support of 
it was brought to you by like Joe Biden's people. And the idea was, you know, because Democrats always say vote. No one ever says who to vote for. Because yeah. the GOP is like, please don't vote. Yeah. Uh, Democrats are like, vote. So it's kind of implied who they're saying to vote for. But I did it. And the whole thing was, if you prove that you registered to vote, you get to see this free show with me and um, some other comics. And I got up there and I just ripped into them. And I'm like, only liberals need a cookie to save their own democracy. Like only liberals could your ship be on fire. And you're like, we're giving you a life vest. And they're like, mm, where's it sourced from? Ooh, you didn't use the right pronoun when you approached me. Oh, I don't like the way this was delivered. I'll just drown. So I shit on them, but yeah, you should get out and vote. More, I mean, yes, President Porn, but your local elections are the ones that impact you the most. Yeah. So quit complaining. And you better have done your census. I found this website called Voter's Edge and it lays out every single measure, every single bill, explains what it is, who's voting for it, why no, why yes. And most importantly, at the bottom, it says what a yes or a no means. Because sometimes it's like vote yes on no. Yeah. Don't say yes to this thing you're not saying no for. Anyway, I thought that was cool and I definitely use it as like my cheat sheet, my practice ballot. Have you seen the celebrities doing cameos for Biden? Like the money goes straight to his campaign. No. I don't know if the money is a direct donation, but like Kristen Bell is $650 and it's a donation. I was like, I mean. Why don't that, why, there's only two people running. Why do you need money? I know there's more than, more than that. Like, but sorry, Joe Jorgensen. Like it's probably not going to happen for you. Would have been cool to get to know you. The money thing, like I don't, there's, I know who he is. And yeah. there's the website cost. But it's you know, not for you. You're the one that's voting. Go on Squarespace and you can make up your own website. I just, the money thing, I don't know. Well, it's gotten a lot of people back on Cameo. Big names. I'm not going. I know I'm you're not. not. doing We're it. too busy. I don't know. We I look at it and it. it's like the time, the time, you did video. We did those videos for the charity thing. It takes a lot of time. I... I raised so much money. You raised so much money. Like 30 that was grand. Stellar. And Angela Johnson got some of her fans involved. And she we raised great. Yeah. so much fucking money for this charity at the beginning of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. The truth is you may as well do nothing because it's really never enough. Like you're always still a bad person. So just do what you can, what feels good for you. And just know that other people will look at you through their shitty lens because their glasses are all gunked up with their own self-hate and inequities. What? <laughs> Not you. Kick it. Hi, Eliza. Emily Scott, Chanfoon, Blanche, rip. <laughs> rip. <laughs> it's like the least affectionate way. I, it's like up there. You know what's up there with? Congrats. I feel like if you say RIP, it's really nice. And if you say rip. <laughs> Nobody says rip. I know. I just said it because I know. It's Aw, Tupac, rip. <laughs> it's, I couldn't say celebrity Grandma that died recently. Rip. Grandma, rip. Hey, it's me, Grandma, rip. <laughs> Rip Van Torn. But then R.I.P. is like nice. No, it's not. It's not even taking the time. No one even writes R.I.P. anymore. It's not even taking the time to say rest in peace. It's, I was so busy. It's up there with congrats. Like, really, asshole? You couldn't take the time for the full congratulations? I think it's just perfunctory. If you say rip, you could also mean rest in power. Great. They're interchangeable at this point. No one's like, no, no, I want it to be powerful, not peaceful. Like, whatever. It doesn't matter. It's no secret that fast fashion and the demand for fashion in general is helping to wreck our planet while introducing Newly. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service for just $98 a month. 
You get your choice of any six styles each month, access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing, and they have fast free shipping and returns and professional cleaning in newly state-of-the-art laundering facility, plus the option to buy what you love. I gifted Newly to a friend whose daughter works in an office where you have to be presentable, and it's trendy. She gets to try out stuff. She always looks fresh at work. She always looks cute. And when she's done with it, which we usually are after wearing something for a while, she can send it right back. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code ELIZA20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's. And enter the code ELIZA20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com. Newly with two U's with code ELIZA20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. I'm busy. And this time of year gets even busier. I've had my baby. I'm back to work. I'm at meetings. I'm on tour. I'm running around. And I don't always have time to sit down for a meal with my family. Sometimes I get home from set so late and I just need to eat something nutritious and go to bed. And that's why I like Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals because they're dietitian approved and they're ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy I am, and I'm busy, I always have time to get a nutritious, great tasting meal. Factor has over 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. So I never get bored. I'm trying to do less meat in general and they have wonderful vegan and veggie options. I just made a vegan mushroom marsala and I made an onion risotto. Just because you're eating vegetarian doesn't mean you can't eat deliciously. It had roasted garlic green beans. It was scrumptious. Head to factormeals.com slash Eliza50 and use code Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Eliza50 at factormeals.com slash Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Well, it's finally happening. The weather is finally getting warmer. So it's time to say goodbye to the jackets and cozy sweaters we've been hibernating in all winter. And it's time to say hello, bonjour, to shorts and t-shirts. And if you've been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, Quince is for you. I talk about Quince a lot because I really believe in a sustainable capsule wardrobe. And there's no reason you can't have a sustainable, timeless wardrobe for every season. And Quince has got you covered with premium linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30, washable, silk tops, hello. And the best part is all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Dressing well shouldn't break the bank. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Look well. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Eliza for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza. I'm a 35 rest in power grandma. No, Your grandma was like a drug Blanche. lord. Blanche can rest in peace. Okay. Rest in teeny teeny pieces. She did cremator. I'm a 35 female who is having bad luck dating in LA. I've dated loads of men and some have turned into short-term relationships, but I haven't been in a long-term one in almost a decade. Wait, is there a handle with this? It's anonymous. Okay. Part of that reason was to focus on grad school. Is this from you? Are you 35? Are you going to grad school? <laughs> Do you think I'm 35? Wait, part of what? Go back a sentence. Uh, I was talking. I've dated loads of men. Some loads. have turned into They're short-term British. relationships, but I haven't been in a long-term one in almost a decade. Oh, my God. Part of that reason was to focus on grad school. 
Some friends have told me I seem intimidating because I have a PhD, I'm financially independent, Ugh. and own a condo. Basically, your joke from Oh my God, you are a gazelle. Hoof, hoof. And I have had guys tell me they're a bit intimidated. Another challenge is that while I work out regularly, I'm a little overweight. Not a lot, but enough to not make me the LA ideal. I'm funny, kind, adventurous, and I have a huge amount of diverse interests. I feel like I've tried everything. Online dating, asking friends to set me up, meeting people in real life, speed dating, asking people out, et cetera. People People tell me the right person is out there, but I feel at a loss and I'll never find anyone. Any advice? Uh, she's been in a lot of short-term no, relationships, it, so she's finding people. Yeah. I mean, it breaks my heart that the honesty of that, you're like, I am a little overweight. Um, here, are the, here are the facts and you can hate me for it. You can whatever. Uh, Los Angeles is an incredibly superficial place. It is the most superficial place you will ever go. Um, and those are just the facts. Are there people who are not models finding love here? Yeah, you're letting one of them talk to you right now. There are plenty of people who are very normal here in LA. But by and large, you know, dating in LA, I mean, I wrote a joke about it 10 years ago. It's hard because people are superficial. Mm. And because the bar is set so high in terms of what's acceptable and our brains are so warped by like Instagram, like Instituned faces and all that stuff. So- you know, losing weight is always a very personal thing. There are people who are slightly, I mean, I don't know how, I don't know what you look like, but I guess the question is, are you happy with the way that you look? Are you truly, and if you are, then that's all that matters. And that's what should come out. The guys, look, when a guy says he's intimidated, it's really code for he's not into you. And that is regardless of um, what you look like because, or how much you weigh, because I'm not overweight and I've had guys say that. And those are weak men that you don't want. Hmm. Um, I promise you there's a guy out there. There are m many, many men out there who don't even don't even think about it. Of course you have a PhD. Of course you have a house. Like these are normal things to have. I feel like we're still living on this antiquated model that it's like weird if a woman's married Tyler Mooring it on her own. Like, yeah. Also, a lot of people go to grad school. I didn't realize I think this. All your listeners are in grad school. I feel like you're a grad school person. Like you I would just go. Like I'll just do the work. Too expensive. I'll just go. Um, I would wonder if... If you, because look, again, I don't know, are you truly doing all the things you're saying? A lot of times we tell ourselves, oh my God, I'm doing it. I'm doing the work. I'm doing the thing, but you're not, you know, maybe you aren't looking the best way. And also is your filter wide? Are you, are, it's not about being picky, but are you judgmental? Are you only going out with a certain type of guy? There is such a thing, you know, punching above your weight class, you know, that came out wrong. It has nothing to do with weight. Uh, was it punching above? What has yeah, it? like when you're the boxers and like- Yeah, you there you have go. A has nothing to do with your weight. I'm saying like you see girls in LA all the time, all the time that have nothing to offer, right? Like I work part-time at a crystal tea shop and I'm a little bit of a liar and I'm in a fuck ton of student debt and my nostrils are permanently flared and I want a Saudi prince. Honestly, the way he would treat you, you probably deserve it. So- you know, I wonder the types of guys you're going for. Are you going for guys that are kind of assholes? Are you going for guys that are you probably are better than, you know? What kind of person you're going for? I have a friend who, you know, I have a couple friends who always date people who, it's not that they're better than them or anything. It's just that they're, that person was never going to be your person. So I wonder, you know, um, because there's no way with all of these things that you're saying that you're so hideous <laughs> that there's no one that's going to go out with you. So mm -hmm. I think I would look, look at what you're expecting out of a relationship. Mm -hmm. 
And I wonder if, you know, is there part of you that goes into it a little armed? Like, oh, you're probably gonna think I'm intimidating, you know, versus, you know. And if all things are good and set and fine, yo, I didn't get married till I was 35 for what it's worth. And I had every relationship in my 20s lasted a year and then we were done. And this is the longest long-term relationship I've ever been in for what it's worth. Sometimes people just aren't good enough for you. So if you're happy with the way that you look and I don't know what you look like, then everybody else can fuck off and I promise you, you're gonna find the right person. That's all there is to it. You just gotta be happy with you. But I, I get it, it sucks. It sucks. It sucks when everybody is like seemingly perfect and expects perfection. But I think also we tend to focus on the like 15% of guys that want women to be anorexic and insane. And actually most guys don't want that. There's so many good guys out there and there's so many guys that actually don't care. I don't, you could be morbidly obese. I have no idea. But if you're saying you're just like a bigger girl, like that is totally normal and totally fine. Mm -hmm. And it's becoming more and more acceptable. Mm -hmm. You be okay. And you be you. And you fucking do things for you. And you shine. And that shine is what will attract people. What? It's true. Yeah, you're a jerk. You're looking at <laughs> so me you're weird. Saying, so your button just disagreed with you. No, with you. You were looking at me weird. <laughs> I just did a big, you know when you do a big yawn and it makes tears come out? I did a big yawn. Not when someone's speaking at me. <laughs> jerk. Wow. Whatever. And <laughs> I'm sorry. You can feel free to edit it so I'm just like, something's wrong. Next. <laughs> Kick it. <laughs> no, don't, that was good. I, on this. <laughs> yeah, you don't know what I edit. Uh, look, look. LA is a very weird place and it's a difficult place. Ooh. But yo, if you are self-sustained and you've got your own place and a PhD, like you are doing better than most. And I am not joking. I would take that any day over being like a size one Instagram. That's not true. That's not true. If I could be that hot and vapid, life would be so easy. But you'll be okay in the long run. Can't get Anonymous. God, do you know how great life would be if like you were just like devastatingly attractive? I think about that all the time. But then you have more people coming after you, like, what's her face? Well, I don't think that is that great. Should I say that on the podcast? It depends uh, on what you're going to say. Emily Ratajkowski. I think she's doing okay. I mean, I don't, she's, yeah, but everybody's always like leaking her nudes because everyone's always coming for her because well, they want to see her body. Well, that's, no, she's an attractive woman who like deigns to have an opinion and people get very angry when pretty women speak. That's what it comes down to. Mm. So it's kind of like, here's what you get, Right. Yeah, I saw a billboard today with her and it said Emrata because that's like her Instagram name. It's like the first- It's a branding thing. My Instagram name was Emhig before she ever even existed. Oh, lawsuit. It looks like I'm It looks like I'm copying her, but I'm not. I, I, I have no issue with like a model branding or people like getting money. I do believe that the more attractive you are when you dare to have an opinion, people are livid that you weren't exactly what they expected. I'm not even a model and people are angry when I say <laughs> anything. <laughs> So imagine how hard it is for other people. It's so hard. Anonymous. Hi, guys. So if you, you want to get- chime in on this shit, you can't just sit there yawning your way through a I, Wednesday. I don't know what's happening. Are you Hi having guys. an allergic reaction to my opinions, to my no. boldness? No. To me being out and open? Anonymous. Hi, guys. So if you want to get involved in some messy 20-something-year-old's mess, please give me advice. And then little angel halo smiley emoji. I was out at a bar a few weekends Wait, ago. I don't want to get involved. I don't feel like being messy. I already lived through my 20s. We're getting involved. I mean, why were you at a bar? We're in a pandemic. I was out at a bar a few weekends ago and got absolutely trashed. I was blackout drunk and went home with a guy I had just met five minutes before I left. Classy, I know. Okay. He's a few years older than me, so I was very surprised when I started throwing up in his room. He took care of me, cleaned me up, and said I was 
quote, doing great, babe, instead of kick me out like most guys my age. We've gone on five days since and I really like him a lot. <laughs> He's such a gentleman and much nicer than any guy I've been with before. Do you think a good, healthy relationship can come from what was supposed to be a trashy one night stand after getting picked up at the bar? I like this guy a lot and I think something good can come of it, but I'm nervous about dating the guy that took me home from a bar or am I thinking too hard about that and need to get over it and the circumstances of how we met? I, this is the biggest slam dunk ever. Of course it could be fine. I don't know how much older he is. So you didn't say that notice. A few years. Yeah, a few, yeah. he's like 46 on his last legs and he's just like, oh, I'll take this one home and clean her up. <laughs> I was going to taxidermy you, but you woke up. <laughs> Look, it doesn't matter how you find love and the fact that he took you home. You could have been so trashed and... Look, he's still a man. Man's got to eat. So he's going to take you home. I think the fact that he was so respectful and sweet, while it should be expected and par for the course, mm. doesn't always happen. So it's not that it speaks volumes about him, but he's a nice guy. And it seems fine. That's sweet. Who cares if he took you home? I mean, yeah, what to say to he, say like, oh, he took me home, that's bad. Well, you went home with him, so you guys are both the yes, same. You are not a feral cat. And the way you're describing <laughs> it, it's kind of very young. You're like, he cleaned me up. He gave me a saucer of milk. He didn't throw me out. By the way, like he could, you know, he took you home. Not all guys expect to have sex. I'm sure they would love it. But like you, maybe you begged to go home with him. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe you really hit it off. I mean, this is why we go to bars to meet people. Mm-hmm. God, there's always one girl there with like her headphones on working. Like, I'm just having a drink at a bar. Like, go to a library. I used to do that occasionally at this bar that my friend was at. At the bar at Gracias Madre. And I would just sit at the bar and eat the free snacks and drinks that she would bring me. Well, that's different. You're visiting a friend. <laughs> yeah. You're not like alone. Like, I'm just getting work done. <laughs> DJ, turn it down. <laughs> I'm in my PJs. <laughs> okay, we got a doozy, okay? Wait, can I just combine something? No one's going to like this, but like, oh, you no. know, you're on the hunt. You're like in your 20s and your 30s. And I remember going to a bar and there were like no seats. And there were these two girls in their pajamas. Like, I think they lived above the bar. Mm. And they just like came down to like hang out with each other. Of course you can do that. But like, it was a packed thing. Like people were on the prowl and they were like taking up like two prime seats. Like, just like, this is our neighborhood hang. This is where we come. And it's like, come on a fucking Tuesday then. It's Saturday night, dicks are out. Get off that stool. I don't care. I don't fucking care. I thought that the story was you were going to have done something bad to them. No. I was just like, okay. It's like taking a dump at an open house. Like you're ruining your vibe. <laughs> Does that happen a what? lot? I need to use, it happened. What if you use the toilet? It was a natural thing. It happened. No and I were looking at this like beautiful house. Yeah. And it's not, I was, it was one of those houses where I was like, oh, could this be our house? It was a little too expensive. And there's other couples there. This is a while ago. And this guy just like, I don't know if he took an upper decker. I don't know what he did. It blew up the whole bathroom, master bedroom. And he just like scooted out and it, we left immediately. I was like, I can't look at the rest of this house. Like they lost a potential buyer that day because some dude in golf shorts like dumped out toxic waste. In this beautiful ensuite Santa Barbara custom made home. Have you ever clogged a public toilet? <laughs> Private and public. I read this Reddit post once where a guy was at like his girlfriend's family's house or something. And he had to, he scooped the poop out and threw it out the window because it was just such a big log that wouldn't go down. Oh my and he God. he threw it out the window and then somebody found it. Well, it'd be better if it like hit their window, yeah, like the dining room window while they're eating. <laughs> just like, oh my God. 
Just the thought of being in that moment of panic, like the water is rising. Yes. And you're like, I gotta put a hand down there. I oh. gotta, and then you're holding it and you're just like, ah. There's always that moment where the water rises and then it goes back down. You're yeah. like, oh my God, <laughs> Or like the handle isn't, I know how to fix like the ball cock thing in case yeah. the handle isn't working. Um, yesterday I was on the phone with Greg and I said something, I was like, I, I gotta pee. And he was like, he said something about like number four. <laughs> Something's about number four. Like, gotta go number something about number four. And I was like, "What's number four? <laughs> it comes and, out." And I was just like, "Is it like diarrhea coming out of your nose?" And then Noah was like, "Number like one is pee, two is poop, three is like shitting yourself. I don't know, but like four is no goes. It's giving your uh, giving your having a self upper decker, which is where you take a dump in your own toilet tank at home. <laughs> like, why would you do that?" Just for evil. <laughs> In your own door. Okay, I gotta go so bad. Well, there are those cases where people get carbon monoxide poisoning and they won't realize it. And they'll just start like, like one guy just started leaving like weird little notes around the house. Then he would see them wake up and not remember having done it because he did it like, wow. Like, can you imagine finding a phantom dump and then it was you like sleepwalking <sighs> or like ambient or carbon monoxide? I took like 10 milligrams of melatonin, which is way too much. And I tend to get very task oriented when I'm tired. Yeah. Um, and so we have a rule, like I can't engage with my phone just because like I'll just whatever. And I know when I'm on it, but like I ordered hangers and I remember doing it because I'm like, I need to make sure all my sweatshirts are hung up. Do you need more hangers? I need, there's specific hangers I need. Anyways, the point is I was like, I want to go organize the closet. I made a list. Okay. <laughs> New question, not about dumps. And this is a doozy. Dearest Tianfu and others, I love you all so much. Thank you. My, is this all anonymous? We're getting through. We're getting to people's questions. Yeah. The people have questions. They need answers. My 36-year-old sister is in a bad spot in life right now, and I don't know how to help her. About two years ago, my mother sold our childhood home in which my sister was still living. My mom gave her about a year's notice to find a place to live, and my sister made no effort to do so. The closing date came around. She still had done nothing to prepare for the move. At this point, my mother had already been living with her boyfriend for some time, so almost everything in the house belonged to my sister. On the move-out weekend, the rest of our family had to move all of my sister's things into two huge storage units until my sister found a place to move. This involved my sister doing a ton of yelling and everything in her power to keep us from getting the job done. Regardless, we got it done. My sister, with no job or savings, had no place to go. My mom, being a caring and compassionate woman, woman, decided to put my sister up in a hotel short term. After hotel jumping for six months, my mom got sick of it and purchased a home for my sister to live in. My sister was very opinionated on which house my mom had to buy and chose one that needed a ton of work. They figured with all my sister's free time, not having a job, she could fix it up. Instead of getting her items for the storage unit, my sister used my mom's credit card to buy everything she needed for this new house. In these 18 months, she has yet to work on the house. She just seems to be accumulating more and more stuff. The house is full of boxes and materials for miscellaneous projects, but nothing is getting done. My mom got sick of paying for the storage unit, which was about 200 per month for 18 months. So she told my sister that we're getting a moving truck, bringing all the stuff from the units. Moving day came around after two weeks notice. We showed up to start the process. My sister told us to leave and she didn't want to do it today. She'd even changed the locks. She sent my mother a plethora of nasty, demeaning text messages saying we don't 
care about her. It got so bad that she even threatened to take her own life and burn the house down so my mom could collect insurance money. We had no choice but to call the police, who then called her, and the police ensured us that she wasn't actually going to do those things. Of course not. We couldn't go to the house, so we neatly stacked all our belongings outside and put tarps over them for her to move inside when she thought it was convenient. When we were just finishing tarping in the dark of night, I was bawling my eyes out thinking about my sister's current condition. So I sent her a message asking if I could go inside and talk to her. At first she denied me, but then allowed me in. We both bawled our eyes out and held each other for about 20 minutes. Okay. And I explained That's to her- That's how long this email is, by the way. It's a tale. We got to get through it. Uh, these are I'm all important hating details. hating sister right now. Explain to her that we didn't have any choice and that she was burning through my mom's savings and retirements. My, my mom is 65, has to work full-time at a local convenience store to afford my sister's lifestyle. My mother, myself, and the rest of our family are very non-confrontational, whereas my sister will argue. She's not in a good mental state. She's pushing the rest of the family away. I don't know what I can do to help her. My mom raised our four great kids on her own. She deserves to enjoy her retirement, not be stressed out about finances. Sorry, I didn't realize this was going to be a novel. Okay. Wow. Is, is that it? That's it? So what, what does she do? What do you mean, what does she do? The I sister don't, she has says, a mental health issue. This person says, I don't know what to do. What you do is you get your sister committed. Your sister has a is not only a hoarder. I don't know if she's a hoarder. Your sister has a serious, your sister has one of two things, okay? And your non-confrontational family can listen to this. Your sister either is facing a serious mental health crisis. Absolutely. And needs to be taken in probably against her will to get diagnosed um, because this has gone unaddressed. And you can live with mental health issues and still like function. This is not about strap her down, pump her full of meds. She needs serious psychiatric attention and evaluation or- your sister's just the biggest brat ever. And because everything's always been done for her, and it's always that thing like, where does the mental illness end and the laziness begin? You don't know. But your sister, if she isn't mentally ill, is just the biggest monster ever. And you have to treat this like she's an addict. And I say that never having an addict in my life and just have your rock bottom and be like, we will be cutting you out if you do not take the following measures. That's it. And there has to be there have to be consequences. Like you're losing this house and you're on your own. Yeah, she's never suffered consequences. She didn't move, so yeah. you moved her. She didn't find a new house or job, so your mom bought her a house. Yeah. I get the you mom's cut instinct off. to want to not want her kid on the street, but the kid may have to go on the street for a little bit to realize this is serious. It's for real. Uh, that's and it's got a house. You know, it could have been, hey, fix up this house and then we'll flip it. That could have been a trade off. Your sister doesn't have a job. Something happened to your sister that you're not talking about. Something happened in her life or she's just mentally incompetent. Something happened. I don't know if she was molested. I don't know if she, I'm saying there was something that happened where, or there was, because to have three other kids. Or she's like the youngest child and gets away with whatever she wants. Yeah, I'm saying if it isn't that, something happened. But I, you need to get a psychiatrist involved. Yeah. And you cannot keep, because she'll keep doing this because she knows that she knows like a child, like if it complains enough, get what she wants. She knows that you guys will always do stuff. So you have to have your not answering calls, like your rock bottom. Right. I wonder, so you put everything out, then put a tarp over it, which is already so nice. But like, I wonder if you remove the tarp, like, will she eventually move them in? No. Because now there's no choice. No. She'll or let it all rot in the rain. L- let it rot. She doesn't care. Your sister... I'm I'm feeling like she's just more of an inconsiderate brat. Yeah. But I'm also thinking something happened. Take her um, credit card away. She shouldn't have your definite, mother's credit card. Your Close mother the credit card is accounts. an enabler. Yeah. That's the other thing. Like, people, I don't understand why my kid crashed his Corvette. Why well, you gave him a Corvette and he crashed it. 
Yeah. When it crashed a Subaru. She, she shouldn't be able to use your mother's credit card. You cannot blame your sister until your mom stops treating her like a baby. Your sister should be working at the convenience store, not your mom. Yeah. So you got to you gotta have an intervention. Oh, feel free to reference the Eliza Schlesinger sketch show for the top not intervention sketch. At least six people will have watched it. Kick it. Your sister's a real dick. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's the end. We get hate mail like, how could you say that? My sister, she's, she's suffering. Well, then get her some attention. Yeah. Do you find yourself searching for true crime podcasts that are different from what you're always recommended? Do you want to make a real difference in the cases that you're following? Well, you're a crime junkie. And I'm Ashley Flowers the creator and host of the number one true crime podcast, Crime Junkie. There are hundreds of episodes already available, and each Monday we dive into the details of cases spanning from some of the most infamous to those that you have never heard covered before. Listen to Crime Junkie podcast now, wherever you're listening. Anonymous, I just graduated in December and work full-time as a civil engineer, regularly working overtime, too. My you husband- is a civil engineer? Oh, wait, no. Who? Never mind. Oh, a secret. That hot dude Barnett from Love is Blind. But he's oh. a civil engineer. He's... I wonder how he's doing now that the I think interest still, in that show has worn off. I think they're still together and they do like endorsement deals for like packets of lemonade or something. I don't know. Good but for them. Barnett is hot. Uh, work full-time. My husband is still finishing his degree online and works part-time. I get very frustra- frustrated because I do the majority of the cleaning, grocery shopping, etc. How do I get my husband to pitch in more at home? I think he feels like I diminish his job since it's not full time, but I just honestly know he has more time at home. We've thought about this so many times. I'm over fighting and over cleaning. Should I just give in and pay for a house cleaner slash grocery deliveries, etc.? We're young, don't have tons of money, although I know we're better off than a lot of people during this time. Um... I'm sorry, you have a job and so he she, is getting his degree online? Yeah, so she works full-time and, and overtime. He is working part-time and getting his degree online. So he just is working less hours. He's working and he's going to school, basically. Right, but I he's not contributing at all. Two things. One, I think it's really easy when you're the super busy one to look at the other person and be like, they have free time. When really, like, sometimes I see Noah sitting at the counter and it looks like it's free time because I'm doing something else, but he's actually writing something or doing something. So I think there's a way to be like, I think we're both very busy, mm-hmm. but we have to find a way to share this because I'm not your cook and I'm not your maid. And be like, this is not about diminishing it. This is, I'm acknowledging that we're both working hard. How can you help? How can we help each other? Right. If you establish now in your relationship that you'll just give in and hire something, then he will never, it's about respect. He feels disrespected because male ego is so fragile. So just get that out and be like, I respect what you're doing. I'm so proud of you. I don't think you have less time than me, but I need to figure out a way to divide this up so that we can make keep our home nice. Mm-hmm. That's what you say. Once you get his ego out of the way, then you'll see that it really comes down to he's not respecting your time. Mm-hmm. But you do it in a nice way. And if you both, you also may not have the time and it's okay to like, you know, maybe you do have a maid once a week just for the laundry. Mm-hmm. Maybe you do get the food delivered because it's a pain in the ass. Maybe there is something you could, maybe it does make more sense to have that. But I think you should address his baby Fifi's first. Mm-hmm. Fix his Fifi's. Welcome back to Fix Your Fifi's. Nah, I don't like it. <laughs> okay. Samantha R. Springfield, Illinois has this question. There's a name, a yeah, person. It's not a real name. <laughs> yeah, That's it like is. in casinos. Like, I need a name. It's like Jimmy R. Jimmy, are you fucking kidding me? That's not a name. 
My mom's boss came to work knowingly sick for at least seven days. Now we find out that she's positive for COVID-19. Both of my parents are now showing symptoms, especially my mom. My mom had some other health conditions that would make COVID-19 especially dangerous for her. My parents are still waiting for their test results, but I'm furious at her boss for being so irresponsible. What can I do? I don't know, because you can think you have a mild cold and you come into work. Uh, I would guess that there are now workplace like laws, like there must be some sort of protocol for someone, labor law, yeah, for people knowingly endangering you. Now, I doubt you could actually- Prove it. Prove it, but I would look into it. I would look into labor laws and it's very different state to state. I mean, it's also like, can you prove that your mom got it from that woman? Is that your, like, is it a trace thing? Like, is it like an outbreak situation? And I, I think you're asking like, what can I do? Are you talking about compensation? Uh, hopefully she has health insurance at her job and they'll cover Mm. it. That's so tricky because it's like, how do you prove that she got it from her and not one of the 8 billion things that we say it comes from? Right, but if nothing else, I would want to look into it to see if like workman's comp or something can cover any medical bills that are not. if she had a pre-existing condition and you already had, you know, I think that's going to be a lot of, I don't know if you have to hire a lawyer, but that's a lot of paperwork on your part proving that she was typhoid Mary that gave it to your mom. I just hope that your mom's okay. Yeah. Um, and if not, you're going to probably be getting a lot of money from some company. I doubt no? that. Come on. I'm a lawyer. No. I'm a lawyer. Okay. Hey, Liza. My mom and I love your podcast. You're hilarious and have perfect answers to such a wide range of topics. I do. My question for you is, you. I'm in my mid-20s and have my dated- My question a- for you is, why are you such a bitch? I'm in my- Okay. I'm in my mid-20s and have dated a few people. I'm enjoying getting no men in their 20s and 30s and seeing what romance looks and feels like. What? But my friends and family who are married- What give was me that question? Th- what is this? I'm enjoying what? I'm enjoying getting to know men in their 20s oh, and 30s. Oh, getting to know- I thought, getting to like, I'm not getting to anyone. I'm getting to know men. Oh, getting to know men getting in their to 20s know men. Is this about you being a lesbian? Is this going to end with her being like, but I think I want to have a chick? No. Okay, fine. Which is okay. But my friends and family who are married give me the same advice when it comes to love and marriage and the one. And it's that when you know, you know. Mm -hmm. As a married woman, did you ever feel like someone was the one at some point who isn't your husband today? Or in general, what are your thoughts on this saying? Uh, Yeah, I did. Just once. But I think in the back of my mind, I was like, this isn't going to work. But I still was like, okay, we'll move forward. Mm -hmm. The answer is... Even when you, you could even know and not know. And that's part of it. You shouldn't, everybody always just wants, I mean, and it's normal to like get to the end. Like, but where's the one? You're, you won't, you will not become the person you're supposed to become if you just like are, are obsessed with like the one. And you'll miss out on all of the great relationships that do form the person who you are. Mm-hmm. On the way there, you can't, be as selfless as you need to be in marriage without having been in relationships. And that's, you could meet the first person right out of school and you guys grow together, but your path is already going to be what it's going to be. You don't need to be asking this kind of advice Mm -hmm. and you don't need to be knowing you'll have a a hunch and it'll just click. I can't tell you about the one, but when you date someone and it feel it, it should just feel good. Mm -hmm. I can tell you this when you date someone and it's difficult, that's not the one when you date someone and it feels weird or it feels bad. If it doesn't feel great right from the beginning, it's not the one to even bother with. Uh-huh. That's all you have to worry about. I have a friend right now who's, you know, dated a lot of women and he started dating this girl and I was like, how was your date? He's like, I'm still at her house. And this was 
four weeks ago. No, and it was like the next day. That's what happened with me and Noah. It's happened with me and a couple of other guys I've dated where it's just easy. That's how you know you're onto something. Mm -hmm. And that's all you have to be worried about for now, especially in your 20s. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's it. It's not, um, sometimes it's not even like, oh my God, a shot to my heart and butterflies. Sometimes it's like, hmm, nice warm bath. I don't want to get out of this bath. This is the bath for me. <laughs> so don't worry about it. You're yeah. okay. You, you, in the bottom of your heart, you know, deep yeah. down, you're like, oh, I like this guy, but you know, you weren't meant to date like a cattle rancher if you live in the, in, in the island of Manhattan. You know, mm. this isn't a Jennifer Lopez movie. You know, oh. you know, remember that famous Jennifer Lopez movie about the cattle rancher? Yeah. What was it called? Cow, cow, cow tippers. tippers in Manhattan. Cow tipper gore. It's about politics and a rancher. Okay. Here's a weird question for you. I don't know if you can answer this, but we'll see. Can you share what was going through your head when you were on Jane Lynch's Hollywood game night? Was it rigged? Where did Blanche stay while you were on stage? Would you be a guest again on that show? I've been on it a few times. One of the times I think me and your cousin were both there and I was just holding Blanche while you were doing it. Uh, they had Blanche participate in this ball pit game and then they were like, get her out of the ball pit. We cannot have that dog here. <laughs> Why? She couldn't be in the ball pit. Um, no. She was on the last one. Uh Going, you know, honestly, I mean, I've done it a couple times. Jane Lynch is, and I hope she hears this, uh, an absolute delight to work for. She is so professional, always upbeat. Yeah. I watch her in between takes, the way she communicates with the producers. Like, yep, need another take? No problem. Let's do it. Like, she fucking gets it. Mm -hmm. And I've run into her. You know, she's always so kind to me in person. She's great, and that helps. Um, Look, it's a bunch of games and it's different than other shows because what's at stake is somebody else winning money and charity. It's not like I'm making money for myself. My, my thoughts the whole time are always to make sure you keep your energy going and look like you're having fun. Mm -hmm. They have alcohol for you. I do. I did it once. I don't recommend drinking on camera. Um, and to keep the energy going because you are there to entertain. Mm -hmm. That is why you're there. And the games for me are relatively easy. So my objective is always to be that last celebrity from the team standing so that I can win money for this person because I take that seriously. Mm -hmm. But it really is for fun. And yeah, but it's not rigged. No, it's definitely legally. Le legally, ga the oh game my God. shows have so many rules that- I know we all saw like quiz show. Not only do they have so many rules about the way you can phrase things, they have they go through each game with us at the beginning. And before every segment, they go through it. We do example games. We do test games. Mm -hmm. They want to make sure- and the rules are in place to make sure that legally this money is being given in the correct way. Mm -hmm. Definitely not rigged. Um, definitely not rigged. You know what were fun games? I liked on Separation Anxiety, the games that Adam Ray would play with people were like, just like silly and fun. That was a good show. Yeah, people just know this. There is an entire team of lawyers and a network there to ensure that it looks like we're having the most carefree time ever. Mm -hmm. And the game is up to us to play and lose and do whatever, but those rules are in place. Like mm -hmm. I can't be like, do over. Like the yeah. rules are there to make sure that people are winning fairly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's fun though. What's up, Eliza, baby arms, smoky husky and tiny tofu? Honestly, what's going through my head the whole time is I hope my hair looks good and that I look thin. Not DMing but to stay anonymous. Okay, Hopefully that enhances my question quality. Whoa. Uh, Who is it then? So do they want to be said? Kate with a K. For context. Oh no, it's not <laughs> we're going to know it was Kate with a K. I guess I can say her name. Yeah, Kate, Kate Scott. <laughs> For context, I'm a 23-year-old social worker going on two years living with my boyfriend. 
He's an EDM producer. Shameless oh, plug. Vance yeah. Music slash Vance on Spotify. I love EDM. Okay. Can we play it? Yeah. It reminds me a little bit of Owl City. Is he hating that? This one has 499,000 listens. Sounds like chain smokers. In a four-leaf clover with your roommate back in Dover. We are never getting Range Rovers. Uh, it's fun. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> that's Vance. Uh, dating someone who is creative and talented has been the best, especially because I'm a wannabe creative type. We started dating right when he started full-time producing. Then 2020 came and everything's a dumpster fire because of COVID. This is the first time I've Don't ever- Don't say dumpster fire, it's hacky. Don't say dumpster fire attack. I feel like you've said it. Yeah, when it wasn't hacky last I, week. I, no, no. I say tire fire because it's fucking original. Or you say garbage fire, or which is you. dumpster. But I, I was saying garbage fire before anyone else was. It's like saying, it's open my mouth. This is not against you, little one. This is just saying. <laughs> this is the first time I've ever struggled to figure out how to cheer him up and be the girlfriend he needs. So what I'm asking is, do you have any tips on things a significant other should do or shouldn't do to help support the creative process? Please help. Love you so much. Thank you for being so insightful. You keep me laughing while I'm working from home. What does she do again? She's an She's EMT a, that works at home. Social worker. Oh, boy. that You know what? First of all, that's a brutal job. Yeah. Especially now. Everybody's going crazy. Yeah. I, I think it's less about supporting his creative process and just making sure that the other person has room to be creative. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't know how stifled he feels. I've personally been able to tap into a lot of creativity. I mean, from what I gather, EDM producing is sitting in a studio tinkering with music. That's all music. It's just like over and over the same sounds. You know, maybe you give him a little night off coupon. You're like, I'm going to go for a walk and you have the whole night to be creative. Maybe you make collages together. Maybe you be, I don't know what his creative process is. I think it's less about that and more about like, maybe you make dinner one night and you're just like, I want you get him like one of those like brain activating like MCT oil smoothies or something. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why it's on you to foster his creativity, to yeah. be honest. Um, that's his career. He chose it. And you're his girlfriend. I mean, while he's doing his beats, don't go in and scream over them. But otherwise, it's... Yeah, I think you're doing the girl thing. We're like, what more can I do? Nothing. Yeah. He's a producer. He's got to sit in a dark closet and listen to like hamster noises over and over. <laughs> and like uh, chiptune compilations. So as long as you're staying out of his way... Noah and I have this like understanding, like we kind of just don't bother the other one. That's not true. I bother him all the time. But like, you know, if I say I can't talk right now, he gets it. And creativity can come at any time. He totally gets if we're talking, I need to write something down. Or if I, you know, it's understanding each other's work habits. So ask him what he needs. Hmm. But it's not on you. It's not uh, like paying the bills. Like this is a creative thing and that comes and goes and creativity strikes whenever. So it sounds like you're pretty understanding anyway. It's not on you. You you've got better things to do. Sorry, I don't like that. <laughs> you no, know, I, I don't. You got you got your own shit to do. Yeah, there's something to be said for like I'm gonna be watching TV. Go work on your thing. Let me know when you're done. May you know maybe helping him not feel pressured to like oh we've got to eat dinner now. We've got to walk the dog together. Mm -hmm. Since you probably work during the day and he probably works drinking like a lot of energy drinks at night. Mm -hmm. Brrr, ah. 
Anonymous. Thanks for being a constant source of positive material. I'm 25 and very blessed to have a new job as an attorney doing defense work. I was previously representing Wait, deserving- Wait, can I say one more thing about this girl? Yeah. I think you're feeling helpless. Mm. I think your boyfriend is frustrated and you're feeling helpless, but the God's honest truth is there isn't, and I say this as like a total like independent self-starter, but like there isn't much for you to do. So you're trying to do, like you're trying to like activate him when the truth is he needs to dig deep. And I'm not saying he's not doing this, but like it's kind of not on you. Mm-hmm. There's really nothing you can do other than to be the good girlfriend that you are and the loving girlfriend that you are. But, you know, if you were having a bad day at work, he couldn't help you. No, Tianfu. Oh, she sees no outside losing her moles. Hey, he's just outside with the plumber. You need to calm down. Kick it. Quick, you could hear her growling. Do you guys hear that at home? I don't know if they can hear it. It just sounds like a mini heater under the desk. Like, Hi, all. Thanks for being a constant source of positive material. I'm 25 and very blessed to have a new job as an attorney doing defense work. I was previously representing deserving trucker plaintiffs. (laughs) However, I was not getting litigation in parentheses courtroom I know what litigation is. for everyone listening. Okay. Necessary to propel my career. I took a pro bono free of charge I know what pro bono is. Okay. Maybe your problem is that you think everyone's dumb. No, this is for everyone. All right. Took a pro bono case to help a young person assume their actual gender identity. The case is entirely outside of my work, and I feel like other associates are discouraging me from continuing to take these kinds of cases. While I love to help others, I do want to show my job that I'm dedicated, and I do worry about putting off paying clients for my moral agenda. I want to help everyone, but I have a disgusting amount of student loans to just jump into charitable work. One other new hire told me to abandon my case because we're too busy, but I would rather be overworked and live up to my word than let my client down. Do I finish up this one client and focus on me and my debt and starting a family? I'm engaged. He's 10 years older than me and a public defender with no debt. That's just a side note. Or do I keep fighting and just tell other transgender clients I'm happy to help, but we'll get to them as quickly as permitted by my job? Okay, first of all, you're not the gender fairy. Like there are plenty of lawyers. I don't know where you live and there might not be. You might live in like South Dakota, but there are plenty of lawyers who will handle this. Um, It's not, you have to remember and we all have to remember, even though when you look at your Instagram, it feels like the weight of the world is on your shoulders. It isn't. Atta shrugged. It isn't. Um, I understand keeping your word for this one client. I don't know how long a case takes, you know, I'm in a lawsuit that's been going on for three years, which should have not even been a lawsuit in the first place. And the judge even admitted that he made a mistake in allowing this to progress. So, and I'm sure it's very complex. I don't know why we can't just let people decide what they are and just be done with it and not interested in how people have sex or who they are or what they are. But um, I don't know the amount of time. You have to always put your mental health first. And I say mental health, just being exhausted, you know? If you have the bandwidth to do it and you feel that the uh, the, the the finish line is somewhere near, you know, obviously it would be devastating to that client to just drop them. If you can do both, do it. Um, but, you know, you're not Aaron Brockovich and maybe you can be one day, but there is something to be said for eating shit and taking all these cases and just making some money back. And then you can get to a place where you can help people. People mm-hmm. don't realize that it takes money to help people. And that's why it's, as a celebrity, you know, you you donate money and people get so mad at you and you're like, I can't 
help people unless I get famous first. Like you can't really be in a place to help people and do amazing pro bono cases, you know, unless your utilities are paid for Mm -hmm. and unless you feel like you're in a good place. So especially at 25, like it is okay to just nose to the grindstone, take as many cases that pay you. Mm -hmm. If you have the bandwidth to finish this one, I would. But this idea that all transgender people are flocking to you and you're the only hope, you know, it's a little narcissistic and it's, there are other lawyers. Mm. Yeah. And hopefully you do a great job and you can make money at that. But you did this, I'm assuming, what it sounds like you did this to get litigation experience. Mm -hmm. I've done plenty of free gigs just for the art of it. Yeah. So that's okay. You don't want to leave that person hanging. Um, Or you refer them to a competent lawyer who can pick up where you left off. But I think you did it to get that litigation experience. So get what you came for. Yeah. As long as it doesn't kill you, but you know. Focus on yourself for a little bit, and then you can become the justice warrior that you of your dreams. Mm-hmm. That's it. I don't know right. what kind of lawyer you want to be, but you know, if you really want to do it, you can just be like a court-appointed one in a bad suit that just hangs out and is just like, "Hey, you robbed someone's house. Well, I'm your lawyer for today." So, all right, anonymous question about two weeks' notice when you get the chance. Uh, I don't know if I should put one in. Here's my situation. Question about the movie Two Weeks Notice with Sandra Bullock. I wish. That's what it sounded like. And Hugh Grant and Heather Burns. I actually know that movie very well. It's very good. It's a great movie. It's a great movie. When she has to run around in those heels and that dress and she does that little run out of the wedding. A little like geisha run. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Emily's like, I've never felt closer to you. Ugh. (laughs) Next. (gasps) Kick it. I mean, do the question. I've got 11 days. I've got 11 sick days to use up. If I don't no, use them. Quit bragging. If I don't use them, I do not get paid those Wait, days. Do I Do I give you sick days? You can just, if you're sick, you just don't come in. Like this Yeah. Morning, you're just like, I don't, I got the twos. No. I got the twos. <laughs> That's the toots. true. I ran errands for you. I ran diarrhea. No. If uh, I don't use them, I don't get paid for them? Yes. Yeah, so a lot of the time it's like some some sick days and stuff that you accumulate like roll over. So theoretically when you quit, you get paid out for those days you didn't take. If I get 11 like sick days a sick year days. and I don't take a vacation for three years, do I get a full month off? It depends. Some places you you, you lose them. Uh, and then some places it's like, like this person, they're saying if they quit, they do not get paid for those 11 days they could have gotten paid for. Do you get it? Uh, yes, I do. Okay. I just had an idea. Okay. okay. <laughs> I have a minimum of five dental appointments and I was going to use up my sick days on appointments. I'm Don't an get alligator. me started. <laughs> okay. The margins on my crowns are wrong because my temporary crowns were on too long. My goal is to take off three days this week, three days next week, and four days the following week coming in Friday, October 23rd and give them a one week notice. I, I will, this is hard for me. I will type up a letter that gives my one week notice and explains my fear of retribution. Basically, every employee I know who's worked at, oh, they say the name. I'm not going to say, say it. it. No, no, they don't work for us. At this place has what is been it? asked. Let me, know. The, Let me just see it. It's. Let me just read it. Where are you? Pointing? Above my thumb. Right above my thumb. No, it just says vacation days. Right above that. All lowercase. Car oh. rental. All car rental places are shitty. Okay, so every company I know who's worked there has been asked to leave the day they put in the two weeks. They're what? only paid out their vacation. Well, that happened to me. Where? When I left for you. Don't make it like it's my fault that no, you left no, no, a no. shitty I'm company try- to come back to someone who no, loves you. No, not this one. The first time you got me. You, so she's afraid. She gets okay. 11 sick days that 11 she doesn't get paid for that she has to take. 
that she has to take to to get their value. Yes, and she needs these eight thousand dental appointments. So. Uh, they've put in their two weeks. They've been asked. They're only paid their vacation days, which I've used up. I should receive my commission check on 1029 since the pay period is from the two weeks before. Is that wrong? But here's the part. I don't Long understand. story short, short, I was in a workplace accident and shattered. Long sleeve shirt. <laughs> and shattered my front teeth on the job. Oh my so God. So workers comp had to pay for my dental work anyway. My accident happened in October, 2019. And I'm still having issues. I want all of my work to be done before I start my new job. Then this person, said wait she's at she's going to a new job yes so then this person said shattered teeth you'll want to read this and I did I wrote that message I said I do want okay so here's where we're at this person is trying to time it out so that they can get in all of their dental appointments using the sick days at this job before they go to a new job I thought you said you're afraid of being fired no they're afraid of saying I quit and or I'm this is my week's notice two weeks notice and they say get out you don't get paid okay any of those here's sick what days. you do yeah don't give the two weeks notice yeah fuck them yeah. That is a major corporation. And if you truly look, I'm always a little hesitant. Like to someone's like, this happened to all the employees. Maybe it happened. Maybe it didn't. Who knows how they left it. Mm-hmm. But this, this corporation will be fine without you. And if that is a genuine concern and that is like, that's a valid fear, get your night, get your teeth fixed and then be like, and I'm leaving. And you know what? They don't even need the week's notice. It's if you, fine. If you can give notice after, after, I think it's polite to do and so that they will give you a reference. But- uh, If you're going to a new job anyway. If you think if you think they will probably immediately make you leave and that's been the situation and you're not going to get, then so don't weird. tell them. Don't say anything. Also drop hints that like you're looking forward to saying like, see you guys when I get back. <laughs> Hopefully we can all order P.F. Chang's. <laughs> See you guys when I get back. Can't wait to collaborate on a playlist for work. <laughs> Keep being like, see you guys at the company Christmas party. Like, yeah. No, don't worry about get it. Get your teeth done. And if it's then- that volatile of an environment. It's not even necessarily that it's volatile, but it's they're just like- Firing people left and right for not, taking what's- But it's not for taking the days, but for saying, hey, I'm quitting. And they say, well, then we don't need you for well, the next two weeks. And by the way, clearly, if they can just say, we don't need you, then they don't need you. Like if they can just tell people like, don't even bother coming in, then right. clearly they're fine. And by the way, having been to a rental car place recently, oops, that's where you work. Uh, they do need the people because we waited in line a very long time and we had a status yeah get, get, get your teeth done get your teethies fixed get your shattered teethies front fixed. teeth is That's so brutal. brutal but really this wasn't about it was all false advertising <laughs> this wasn't really about your shattered front teeth, but that's horrible. But I do love that that was a lot. Like at first it was just like too long to get into. I've got a bridge. The bridge is growing. I got to fit. And that's like, they're shattered. Oh my God. All right. Anonymous. I've been experiencing shattered. cramping and have recently discovered cramping. that I'm going to have to have surgery on my ovaries. This <sighs> surgery can leave me infertile or make it hard for me to get pregnant in the future. Oh, my God. family is being very supportive, but I don't know how to personally deal with it. I feel like I'm just shoving it down and trying to not burden others. I'm young right now, but eventually was very excited to have kids. I know there are other options, but I still want to be able to have my own kids. I just need advice on how to cope with this recent news before and after my surgery. I can't tell you that because that is not my place. What I can tell you is that I would get a second opinion Mm. if I were you. Like, what if there were a way to deal with this with prayer? What if there were a way to deal with this that wasn't surgery? I just think in America, we're very like, well, the doctor said it. And then another doctor across town is like, no, you don't need surgery. Just take iron. Uh, I'm just, did you get a second opinion? Mm. 
wouldn't you rather know that this was the only option versus like, oh, you could do some sort of. But if it is the only option, it happens. A lot of people get surgeries. You can't. Listen to me. You cannot live your life. I understand. It's like, if I don't go to college, I may not get a great job. That's different. This is something that you need unless you just want to deal with the cramping. I don't know what will happen if you don't get the cramping. Let's say it's life-threatening and let's say you really need it. Mm -hmm. The the Lord will find a way. Like that's, you cannot live your life worried about what if I one day get married and want to have, you know, you become who you are based on the path that your life takes. And if you really want to have children, you will either have them or you will find a way to have them. Yeah. If you really want to become a mother, and I know, you know, from women who have adopted or IVF or foster or whatever, you know, you want to have your own kids. This isn't saying you won't. And also mm-hmm. you're young enough. I don't know if you're married too, if, and, or if you're, if you have a partner. So you might be putting the cart before the horse if you, if you don't even have someone to have kids with. And it doesn't sound like you want to like just get pregnant on your own. Mm-hmm. Just take it one step at a time. Give yourself that grace. Right. You because will- you could do this, by the way, and be totally fine. They're mm-hmm. just giving you best, they're giving you worst case scenario. Yep. And you know, you will you will have the kids that you are are meant to have. You'll you get know, what like you if deserve. you ado- if you adopt a kid, if you however it happens, you can make it happen. Um All right, I got a couple questions here from one person. Inquiring minds need to know, what's Eliza's recommendation for a good brand of black jeans? So hard to find the right fit Wait, in a what? pair of jeans. I feel like we didn't I feel like we didn't close the loop on that. With that girl, I feel like we're okay. Fine, we did. I mean, I think it's just something that is so personal to her, and she can feel out her options and research all she wants. But at the end of the day, like she, if she wants to have kids, she will have kids yes. through some means. Get that second opinion, and just know that this is not a, a death sentence. This is the doctor saying, "Here's what could happen." Mm-hmm. There are women in their fifties who give birth, so Oof. you're doing, you're okay. Yeah. Don't think about that right now. You just focus on getting healthy, mm-hmm. and the universe will find a way, mm-hmm. or it won't. In which, but you'll be okay with it. You'll be okay. You'll get a kid through somewhere. You snatch one off the street. You do Come on, like man. the dinosaur eggs, like Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> Life finds a way. Kick it. Inquiring minds need to know what is Eliza's recommendation for a good brand of black jeans? So hard to find the right fit in a pair of jeans, and Eliza's always look dope. P.S. I listened to the pod religiously on the one a few weeks ago where you were arguing over who was right. Emily was right. Sorry, Eliza. I still love you though. Uh, sorry, Obviously but lastly, what Emily, do- what are your favorite chick flicks? Thanks. <laughs> first question, jeans. Black no, jeans. First question, what the hell were, does this person think you were right about? One of the things I remember that I got a lot of support for One was- One of the things I remember that I touched myself to later. <laughs> was we were talking about that whipped coffee that was popular at the beginning of quarantine. And you said that wasn't a thing. And then a bunch of people DM me like, it's Dalgona. It was like this Korean or something trend of people making this whipped coffee drink at home. Okay, I'm sorry. And I feel like in the episode you said like, Emily's not right. Don't tell her she's right. So then a lot of people were For like, effect. And also, no, I know. <laughs> I'm sorry for thinking that if, if a trend didn't evolve me, it wasn't really a trend. Okay. <laughs> Okay. It's hard to be the epicenter of pop culture. Oh. I'm staring at a wall I as know. I'm talking you to you. I know, you turned away from me. I can't keep my neck turned to you. Okay, that's okay. Your beauty blinds me. Black jeans. What brand do you use? Uh, okay, so the jeans that you're referring to you probably have seen me on tour. I've been wearing Rolas, R-O-L-L-A apostrophe S. Oh. Uh, it's an Australian brand. And I think they own another brand. Like there's like two of them together under the same umbrella. Mm-hmm. I got them uh, years ago at, what the hell is it called? Not Rocket Denim. Jet, nope. Jet Fuel. American Rag on La Brea. Because mm-hmm. they have so, they have too many jeans. Yeah. And I found that I'm always looking for high-waisted, 
especially if you have any curves, high-waisted, little dabble, do you? Uh, and I love tight. It feels very punk rock. I feel very secure in like tight punk rock, black jeans, no boot cut here. And uh, I found those Rolas. They've got, and the rips have come organically. They pay for my rips. Um, and those are the ones I've worn on stage for probably about the last two years. Mm-hmm. So those are the ones you're referring to. Um, that being said, I went to the Rolas store in Australia and uh, it was too fat for all the ones they had. But those are the ones. Okay. So I, I just went and bought a t-shirt instead. Oh. They didn't have the high-waisted black and I wasn't interested in another color. And I just was like, this American will just take a t-shirt. Thank you so much. Okay. Do you want to talk Rolas about Chick one And um, J Brand makes a good pair of jeans as well, as does All Saints. Mm. I don't want to talk about Chick Flicks. This is not your podcast. Do you want to say one you like? Uh, Romy Michelle's High School Reunion. Perfect. Excellent. We're in agreement. Oh. Excellent. Still excellent. Okay. Let's S- let's fold scarves. Okay. Still so good. Janine Garofalo. I invented the fast burning the fast burning paper. There's a yeah. There's a lot of her line deliveries that I still think about. Yeah. It's just, it's such a great touchstone for a female. Everybody says Bridesmaids, which is great. But before Bridesmaids, there was Romy Michelle. There's also The Sweetest Thing, which wasn't a bad movie, which I don't remember as well. But um, it's a great buddy female road comedy. Uh, prior to that, we only had Thelma and Louise and we all know how that happened and ended. Um, it's lighthearted. <laughs> it's fun. It deals with high school angst. Well, and it's like weird humor. Like it's not the the typical like it's kind of it's not strange yeah it's strange and it's very vulnerable and it really uh breathes some new life into cindy lopper's time after time oh it really does a whole new generation we all think of their dance with alan coming yeah yeah there but there's that scene where she's at the the car dealership she sees romy and romy says like weren't you in love with sandy frank and she's like or didn't you have a crush on sandy frank i was not i didn't have a crush on him i was in love there's a difference. I was in love. That's just like, there's yeah. a difference. There's a difference. Yeah. There's a difference. Oh my God, like she super says funny. It, like just there's that reading, like the way that she says it, she's so good at it. She's great. Everybody, everybody's great in that. Anyway, we could talk about that all day, actually. It's a great movie. I haven't seen it in so long and it's still very fresh. Remember, oh, Ramon. Oh, Maroon. <laughs> Ramon, yeah. Ramon. And they're watching that Simpsons episode. What did she say? Like, I'm coming. Get off me. Thanks. So she says it isn't as graphic. Think, yeah, like, she's like, I'm done. Get off me. Thanks, okay, I'm bye. done. Get off me. Anyway, <laughs> great movie for those of you that haven't seen it. Lisa Kudrow, Mila. Mira, Mira Sorvino. Sorvino. Not Mila Jovovich. Very different movie. Mira Sorvino has a hot young husband. Okay. I was like, good for you. Yeah, good for you. Okay. Okay. Uh, top of the cob. This is a top of the cob. We're doing it right. Every day. You just take a bite. Top of the cob. You ready? My top of the cob um, is very specific. A fan sent a care package and the company is Lala Candles, la-la-candles.com. I normally don't plug people's businesses or specific things, but she sent me a Tianfu smells like snow peach candle. And she put this beautiful, like put a lot of care into this. It's a beautiful uh, like frosted glass it comes in. And the smell, she sent two, but this one, the smell is Kyoto Quince. So it's a quince from Japan. And it smells so outstanding, like somewhere between fresh fruit, fall, and fresh baked cookies. I don't even burn it. I leave it sitting on my desk with the top off of it. And it just puts me in a great mood. It smells outstanding. And that's my hack for you. You like a candle? Just open the lid and sit by it. And I love it. I love it. Kyoto quince. It's, it's my new vibe. 
Okay, my top of the cob is I found, I know you don't like me eating a Lunchable, but guess what? Guys, she eats Lunchables guess and what? you're 42? Yes, there is a, I'm the orphan. There is a, oh God. Yeah. a Lunchable that's not a Lunchable. It's a high class Lunchable. Are you talking about a sandwich? No, where the crackers are like Triscuits mm. and the meat is like real turkey and then like an Asiago cheese, but it is a little package with a little stack of crackers, a little stack of nice meats, a little stack of cheese. Very fun. I love it. And Gracie <laughs> fights me for the meat every time. <laughs> so. Can I just say something? Buy deli meat. Buy a package of cheese and make your own thing. That's such a waste of plastic. But the little turkeys are already this big. Kara. Emily, you don't need it small. You need to eat a real meal. You don't need it bite-sized. You but have all your crackers. adult teeth. You have all your adult teeth. I don't want bread. I like that it's in a little cracker. Buy a thing of crackers. But then the turkey's too big. It's so expensive that way. You could buy all of those ingredients in bulk for what like two of those cost. You're right. Yeah. Mm. Think of that. You're paying for the packaging and everything. One of those things costs what? Four ninety-five close yeah and a whole thing of crackers is about that much oh i should get some triscuits get some, some triscuits go to the counter say oh, half a pound of shave smoked that's from a sebastian bit half a pound of shave smoke turkey get it and then just buy a block of fucking cheese then i gotta cut my own cheese get it pre-sliced okay you lazy american <laughs> cut my own cheese you're cutting your own cheese right now i didn't say anything What's the bottom of the cup? I don't know. I feel like it's, I, um, I did a show in, we did three cities and several shows in, uh, it was like McHenry, Illinois and Fort Collins and, mm -hmm. um, Butler, Pennsylvania. And they were very difficult to put on. Not only that were they very expensive, it was very cold. It was 40 degrees on stage. Ooh. And we have LED lights, so you're not warmed by the lights. And everyone in the audience is all warm in their blankets and their tailgate stuff. And it was raining on stage. And McHenry and I was happy to gut it out. And I love the fans. And I love meeting them. And I started telling my miscarriage story. Like, I'm building it into the set. And I really tell the story as more of a, like, we need to have women's health care be a discussion, not something that we hide from. Mm -hmm. um, and I give a warning up front. I'm like, this isn't the funniest story. And there's a couple jokes peppered in. And where it was at the beginning of those nine dates where it, versus where it is now is different. And that's part of my job is to make it and polish it. And this girl DM'd me after. And she, and she wrote $50. And part of me, I'm like, Okay, so you came in a car of people because these tickets are very expensive. $50 and all you did was talk about your miscarriage for a half hour? No thanks. My first thought was, fuck you, I always do a full hour. Yeah. Like I, in my career, I always pride myself. I always do my time. So it really bothered me that this girl was such a bitch um, and wrote that. And then a boy wrote to me who had like a total school shooter avatar. It's like him in like a plaid shirt next to like, a golden doodle. And I was like, oh, like you get hand jobs with gloves on and you hate your mother because he wrote a very similar DM. And I was like, I think these people were together, we're together because nobody has ever, ever written me that or a complaint after a show. In my career, no one's ever said you didn't do enough time. So I was like, these two decided this. They must've had a fight on the way to the show <sighs> or they had a miscarriage and they weren't comfortable. I don't fucking know. But it just didn't totally make sense given the amount of men and women who reached out personally at the meet and greet and the and DM because I was nervous about telling it that were like, thank you for saying it. I felt it and whatever. And it's, so it was this thing. It was less about the vulnerability and more about the way he said something. He was like, 
he wrote to me. He was like, oh, 30 minutes and it was only 50 bucks. And I'm like, I don't know how much you think you deserve of my time, but I definitely did an hour, 30 minutes. And you talked about your miscarriage half the time. First of all, the bit is five minutes long. And I think why it bothered me was, A, it was an assault on my professionalism, but B, it made me feel like some open micer. And it's like, yeah, we saw her at a bar and she just talked about her period the whole time. Like it was so dismissive of something that is such a grave topic. Mm -hmm. And then to lie and make it like, not only did she talk about something that wasn't funny, it was the whole time and she only did half her time and I paid all this money and none of that narrative is true. Yeah. And I ignored it and my husband was like, nobody wins. And it's true. The amount of times I've like written an entire beautifully worded thing back and the person either says, oops, sorry, or they never, like, it's just such a way, it's like, you don't win. So I ignored it and I left it on unread because we had never communicated. But then the guy I noticed messaged me again and he went back through and he hearted his own comments. <gasps> and then I had posted a picture of like a fan, like in yeah. a shirt that she made. And I was like, oh, check it out wherever we were. And he was like, LOL, another half hour set. And this is days later. And I'm like, oh, you're just a crazy, like insecure weirdo. Like, it's one thing to be angry about something and you're not mad at me, but you take it out on me. But then to like come back, like lets me know yeah, that like, like- he's following you. You're a special type of miserable. And I just blocked him. Yes, you'll know I blocked you, but it's better than me having to endure the fallout from like your poor upbringing. And so it was just like, yeah, you got me. It really bothered me. Not that you were upset about my miscarriage story. Like I'm gonna do my time and say whatever the fuck I want. It bothers me that you hate yourself so much that you felt it necessary to lie about that. Nobody knew, but it really, for like a full day and a half, like really got under my skin. And you make that choice to share something vulnerable. And I'm not, you know, my friends and I even joke about it and everyone's allowed to deal with it the way that they want to. And I'm going to keep telling that joke. And you want to know why? Because when you come to see me, you are coming to see me at work. I am not presenting you a Netflix special. Every single time I tell a joke, it is changing, it is polishing. And if I had a fucking dollar for every person who didn't like the way I said something and felt that I should have been something that they expected, everybody has an idea of what I should be when I meet them. And I'm not always gonna meet your, per, your specific expectation, but I meet enough people's expectations that I know I'm on the right path. And the amount of women who DM me that they were crying and laughing or DM me how important it was, the amount of men who were like, I went through this with my girl, thank you for saying it, completely offsets like one insecure person's really shitty comment. So, oh, you got me, I'm, I'm a human. But uh, people say shitty things to me all the time, but that one, saying I only did a half hour. That's really the you part can, that's you like- You can go fuck yourself, yeah. you lying sack of shit. Never have you done under the amount, you're much more likely to do too much. <laughs> yeah, so if you wanna come at me with an opinion, that's fine, but don't lie. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Also, punch yourself in the dick. Nice short sleeve plaid shirt. Ugh. It's a fashion faux pas, in case you didn't know. <laughs> Fucking Richard Spencer haircut. Kick it! My bottom of the cup. You're not going to like it. Um, I went to see if I could get the full series of Brazilian Isles on Blu-ray, but it's only on DVD and they never Shocker. released it on Blu-ray. because nobody asked for it. So if I want it, I have to get the DVD, which is like not the highest quality, but on Hulu, I have ads every few minutes. And I, Can you get like a Hulu premium or something? I'm not going to pay for Hulu premium. You know how you could? You know how you could? What? If you just saved the money that you spent on Lunchables, you could afford Hulu premium. I'm not buying Hulu premium. I'm... Going to buy the DVD set. What's Hulu Premium called? Hulu. It's just like Hulu with ads or Hulu. Okay, 
buy the DVD set because my question is, how high of quality do you need? Do you need to see like Rizzoli's pores? Yes. Isles, nostril hairs? Yes, I do. Okay. <laughs> Watch it with a magnifying glass over the screen. I, there are too many ads on Hulu and I just want to, I just want to. I just want to be with them. I with want, Rizzoli I would like and to look Isles. at your finances to see where, because you could probably be saving a lot of money. I'm pretty good about saving money. Nope. I had my meeting this morning. Oh, is that why you're so late? Because he was reading off all the snacks you bought? <laughs> no. All right. Well, <laughs> that is another episode of Ask Eliza Anything. Nah, I don't like it. I don't, that's a very negative button. Can you record a positive button? You know what it sounds like? What? That TikTok thing where Gru's like, I like it, but not much. Oh, okay. I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> Something positive? Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right, hold on. I'm going to do one. I'm going to record in the bathroom and I'll come back. Well, oh, because it's, it's a awesome. secret? That's a secret. Okay. Okay. Well, I can talk to them. So I've been re-watching Rizzoli and Isles because it's very comforting. And I follow Angie Harmon and Sasha Alexander on Instagram. And Angie Harmon is dating... Slash engaged, slash married to Greg Vaughn, who's this like soap star who was also on Charmed. And they both, he has three sons and she has three daughters. And so they've come together like the Brady Bunch of cute couples. And I find it very comforting to watch their just like family videos, like six kids and two adults at the pumpkin patch. And then you go back and you watch Rosalian Isles and she like pulls her gun and she's cool. And it just is. Are you okay, coming back? They want you back. They okay, don't like this. this. No, they 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 can have it. What's your button going to We're say? cutting all of everything you just said. No. I was in the bathroom recording. Ready? All right, you guys. Thanks for listening to Ask Eliza Anything. I'm Eliza, and that's Emily. It's me, Emily. Keep it sensual. <laughs> Keep it sensual.